Well, Super Rugby, as we all know, and we've been desperately waiting for, it is here, well, nearly here, this weekend it cracks underway with some fantastic matches, and I think potentially the most uh, entertaining one is possibly the two Pacific Island nation teams, uh, Moana Pacifica, taking on the Fijian and Drua, and head coach pretty much to the day rejoins us after a year, Mick Byrne, head coach of the Ndrua. Fantastic to have you here, Mick. Uh, welcome in. Thanks, Gav. It's awesome. Uh, I think you're right. I mean, uh, Super Rugby was Super Rugby for a long time, and then it became Super Rugby Pacific last year, and the two teams that formed the name change, Super Rugby Pacific, go head-to-head -head on uh, Saturday. We're really looking forward to getting across to Auckland there and uh, lighting up Mount Smart as, as both teams and, and with the fans. I think the Ndrua were one of the teams that when we watched them last year, there was gradual improvement week in, week out. And you always said that last year was going to be a huge building block. Uh, a lot of your players hadn't been involved in a in a big tournament format, format like that week in, week out. Um, how's this year's preseason matched up to last year's? Oh, uh, I mean, what do they say? Chalk and cheese? Yeah. Um, you know, I think the boys just having the time together in the pre-season to work in the gym and get out in the field and and understand the professionalism of, of the game. You know, as you said, mate, when we started last year, we had players that hadn't been involved in... We had one player that had any professional rugby experience as such in Super Rugby. And uh, the week in and week out challenged us. We we're offshore, all those things. But uh, we're into our 17th week of of training, you know, and uh, obviously treading lightly for the start of it, you know, the first few weeks. But, you know, when you think last year we, we had sort of four weeks of, of work before Christmas or three weeks before Christmas and then into the into the game. And I know last year my one had a lot less than us. So they did a tremendous job to get out the field as they did. And they're probably like us, just relishing the opportunity to spend some time together, some quality time together during a pre-season. So it's quite an exciting opportunity for for all our players to, to get fitter, faster, stronger, and now go out and play some, some rugby. And as we all know, Fijians are blessed with natural ball skills growing up in the islands. They're just wonderful athletes. And um, I always thought maybe the challenge was bringing in um, from your coaching stuff, maybe decision-making, maybe strategy, um, discipline, I don't know. Uh, but the natural flair is there. Is that... Is that, as part of a coaching system, what you have to address? You don't have to coach flair, do you, with these Fijian boys? Uh, and, and you run the risk of you know, outsmarting yourself if you try and do that. I think the key for us was when you watch them play their, their footy here on the island, they play no-touch footy, so you're not allowed to get touched. It's a turnover. So when you watch it, the ball is just like humming all over the place. So... You know, you don't want to even venture down that road. The offloads, you know, I've been involved in programs where coaches have tried to teach offloads around goalposts and under bags. And, you know, these guys, you just let that go. What you need to do is understand that it's it's not no-touch rugby, you know. And I think that was our challenge last year, the instincts. You know, the guys smarter than me call it cognitive behaviour, you know. So, you know, that's what, that's what they call instinct. So their cognitive behaviour that, all the way that they've learnt all the way through their life with rugby is just to throw the ball away, no one get touched with it. So helping them understand it's all it's all all right to get tackled with the ball. You know, as long as you're going forward, you're you're making some yards. Don't don't it's it's all it's okay to get tackled with the ball. Be good at presenting it back and the next guy will go and then eventually 
you'll push yourself into a part of the field where you can go and start playing your no-touch rugby. Um, and that was something we learned last year. And um, we've been working hard on that. It's not, it's not stifling the team. It's just giving them another, another string to their bow, that ability to get, go forward through the forwards, get some good carry off nine or good carries off 10, get some good gain lines, shift it to the backs and play. And then when we make a line break, you know, let's, let's go for it. Because as we all know, the game, you, you prepare for a game, you train for a game, you've got this line out play, you've got that scrum play, but nearly 40% of the game is played where we haven't actually trained for. And so that's where we just like to think that, and so is Moana. Moana's got the same ability in that open part of the game when the game becomes an unstructured mess from a knock-on or an overthrow at a line-out, you see both these teams will lighten up and, and we're looking forward to seeing that um, on Saturday. Tell me a bit about your squad. How many changes have you made? Were you enforced to make? Um, where have you shored up? Just, just, just the setup of your of your squad that you're going to present for this season. Um, we made probably we brought about five or six players in. Um, we've made a couple of changes, um, which were sort of not by choice, but it just happened. And you know, we so we've we've brought four or five players in. We signed up, when we originally signed our squad, we wanted to give them all an opportunity to make it. So, you know, we, they all got sort of two years. Um, and some guys have come a long way in that period of time. Others have got a little bit more work to do. But we didn't want to change after year one because, you know, these guys had no experience. So we've got to see how they grow from that year's experience, see what improvements they're putting into their game on and off the field because... It's a big challenge, professional rugby off the field. And uh, we've seen some really good improvements with our squad. So we didn't think we'd have a big turnover of, of players. We've had four or five. Um, and what we also have brought in, we've brought in 10 or 12 young academy players into the system. So oh, brilliant. we're having a look at um, promoting them. We've got uh, Levi Natave. We've already extended his uh, academy into a full-time contract and we're probably looking at another three or four with the opportunity this year of bringing them in. So that that's going well for us as well. You're probably not at a luxury resort on the east coast of Australia. Uh, the season no. is, is your base. Where are you based? Tell us a bit about your camp. Yeah, we're based in uh, Langalanga, which is uh, the first suburb as you go past Nandy Airport out of the city. So we're right, basically right next to the airport. Um, we've got a big warehouse that we've put in. Uh, it's a fantastic gym we've put in here. It's it's one of the best gyms I've ever worked in. Wow. Uh, so we have the luxury of building that from scratch. We've got about 12 square metres of uh, jiu-jitsu mitts, mats down. We've got a player's lounge. We've got a team room. We've got a medical area. Um, and so, yeah, we've, we've got a really good base. We don't have a training field at the moment. We're just shifting between a couple of fields, but we've, We've got land out the back here that we're turning into a football field. The post went up two weeks ago. The graders are in today. We expect that'll probably be ready in five to six weeks. But at the moment, we're shifting ourselves between, uh, for those that have been to Fiji and trained, there's an international school which has a, a good field. And then there's Prince Charles Park as well. Um, I'm not sure if that's been renamed King Charles Park yet, but <laughs> Prince Charles Park. And uh, yeah, so, but... We're really lucky. The boys have got facilities they've never had. So uh, when we get on a bus and we go into this ground today or that ground today, it's 
it's nothing. It's water off a duck's back to them, and they just get on with it. They're magnificent in that regard. I've always recognised you, Mick, as uh, one that likes to empower individuals and be engaging with them. Do you and, and do the, the Fijian boys in your squad, are they comfortable to come to you, Mick, and say, hey, I've got an idea of, of, of a strike move off a line-out or, or a blindside play? Does that sort of thing happen? It does now. Um, it didn't It didn't <laughs> for a while. Uh, you're right there, Steph, and, and thanks for that. It's, look, I've always thought that if you're asking questions and the players have to think of the answer, um, whether they get it right or not, as long as they're thinking about the answer, they'll eventually get there. And if you ask the right sort of questions, you get them thinking the right sort of way. But sometimes here when you ask the question, they think they have to be right. Mm. And so, you know, you have to be careful that you're not intimidating them or in, or they don't want to feel like you're embarrassing them or some, something like that. And it's really important. So I think they feel a lot more comfortable now coming up with an answer and if they haven't quite got it right you sort of fire another question at them and they think oh yeah that's right oh now i see what you want and then they realize you know what we're part of this decision making here we actually it's our team you know we're part of this decision making so yeah there's been a lot more of that this pre-season a lot of players are coming up and and making suggestions and even you know the other day we came up and you know they made some suggestions about the program for the week and we made some subtle changes there and the energy, because of their, their coming to us, the energy changed overnight. So, yeah, it's 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 really good. I think they're enjoying that. I don't think they've had that, you know, it's not a luxury, but when you don't have it in life, sometimes it seems like a bit of a luxury, but they're actually enjoying the opportunity to be part of the decision-making of, of, of the whole environment. So that's that's been good. Yeah, I love that. I love that. We're talking to Mick Byrne, head coach of the Fijian Drua. Uh, Mick, obviously living, training-based locally, the reaction from the locals um, is they're starting to become a bit of an environment, a bit of a bit of a support that you're hearing from the locals in and around where you are. Yeah, they. Um, yeah, since Andrew came into town, they've they've finally been able to have a team to cheer for. I mean, there's still a lot of Chiefs and Crusaders jerseys <laughs> around town. We we have to try and fix that up over the next couple of weeks. Um, but, yeah, we, look, I think they've got their own super team now that they can cheer for. And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting when you're out in the villages, they somehow find the TV screen somewhere. And uh, the Fiji Sevens were playing a couple of weeks ago and I was in the local village. And you could just, when they made a line break and going for a try, the whole village you could hit ruts around you. So <laughs> they're all sitting down around a screen somehow or other and, and and uh, speaking to one of the locals, I was uh, having a bowl with one of the locals, and uh, and he said when Drew played last year, you could hear the noise in the village at night. You know, the every time there was a line break or every time, even some decisions, you know, the, you could hear the village come to life. So they really embraced us, and I think you saw the crowds that were at at the games last year. We're going to have a, a very vocal fan base, and uh, they have embraced it. Enjoy, and I think it's just great for them to have a team now that they can they can embrace and like basically touch a team that's in Super Rugby. And what about you, Mick? Life living as you're not a Fijian citizen, but you'll be an honorary citizen at the moment. A big change for you living in the islands. Yes, big change. Um, I think the I, I'm enjoying I, I'm enjoying the change. Um, the the people here they they're very obviously welcoming and um, you know when people talk about living in Fiji they've got a 
not think about, you know, uh, Mana Island or Plantation Resort and, you know, those dinner hour resorts. It's, that's not the Fiji that you live in. So I'm really enjoying, I live in Asoso, a little uh, town down the road here and the locals are great. You know, it's awesome and they're just very friendly. It is, but it's a bit different, you know. Things take a little bit longer to get done and you sort of adapt to that. Um, but it is a good lifestyle and it certainly, um, put it this way, staff, there's a lot worse places in the world to live and work if you call coaching rugby teams working. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I've just added to my bucket list, uh, get to Fiji and go to a, and drew a game with Mick Byrne. I think that would be an absolute oh, highlight. There's a, there's a, there's a spare room with an ensuite in my place ready for you if you want to come across. Jeez, <laughs> oh, that sounds good. That sounds fantastic. Mick, uh, wonderful to catch up with you. We will do it again during the season. I wish you and your very entertaining team uh, very much. It's such a good spectacle of rugby to watch when the Ndrua are firing and I just saw enough last year um, with a little bit more time on the paddock, we're going to see something special. I, I think you're going to have a good season, Mick, and, and I really hope you do. Thanks, mate, and I appreciate your words. And uh, we're looking forward to giving our fans something to really cheer about. Brilliant. Brilliant. Mick Byrne, just such a wonderful man. And I, I, I really hope both Moana Pacifica and Fiji and Drua build on last season, <clears throat> a good settled pre-season. And as Mick said, it was a hurried pre-season last year and they're sort of on the back foot from the get-go. But they sound a lot more harmonious, a lot more up for another professional season. So we do wish... All teams, um, but I've got a special little soft spot for the two Pacific Island teams, um, which is where Super Rugby Pacific got its name, uh, a little bit more encompassing, and I think they bring a bit of colour, a lot of flavour to the competition as well. We've just gone 20 past one. If you still want to have a bet, a bet, a guess in our, what are we going to call it, our Thursday picking bonanza, um, you can still text through double eight double three, Tampa Bear Post text machine, Who's going to win by the biggest margin? Which team is going to have the biggest win in the weekend? And what will that number be? Well, and use that number uh, as a tiebreaker to see who can absolutely nail it. Closest one for round one will get a $50 TAB bonus bet. We're probably going to do something like this each week, actually, for both uh, Super Rugby and the NRL when that gets underway. Uh, we'll have different, different sort of themes, different things for you to challenge and pick. But... Um, We'll do something every week just to keep your interest up over the weekend and a little reward each uh, each Monday. We'll probably do NRL on Thursdays because they have a Thursday night game, but we'll do Super Rugby on Fridays and uh, just a good little bit of a get your thinking caps on and, and be part of the um, the picking. Now, tipping, uh, tipping.senzradio.nz is the SENZ to Super Rugby Tipping Competition. It's a $2,500 Ultimate New Zealand Sports Experience price pack up for grabs. Um, I'm just doing mine right now. I've just registered. Um, during the air break, I'm going to do mine right now, and I'm pretty sure you can log in and you can, I think you can follow people and stuff, uh, pick favourites. I'm just trying to figure out here. But anyway, I'm doing mine. I'll, work my, I'll share you what mine are after the... After this break, but do get your guesses in to be in with a chance to win that $50 TRB bonus bet, which will be handed out on the radio. Brad says, what's that comp? It is tipping.senzradio.nz. And you just register. And for example, game one, and it will show you how many people have picked each team like as, as a percentage. And also for game one, you have to say the margin there. 
I've taken Chiefs by six. There you go. I've taken Chiefs by six because only 20% of the people have taken the Chiefs. We'll take a break. We'll come back. I'll tell you what the rest of my picks are.